Welcome to the Battle of the Belly College. Oops. Let's start that over again. Welcome to Living That Christian Life and the Battle of the Belly College with your host, DJ MC Servant. So as we end this decade and move to the roaring 20s of 2020, pretty close here, around the corner, we're going to deal with... Uh, living a Christian life and living a physical life because you know if you're not in good physical health how can you carry the gospel to anybody you can't get up out of bed and walk down the street and say Jesus is Lord because uh, your mouth's full of chicken no I'm just kidding uh, but you get you, you get the idea you see what I'm talking about um, you know, just on the real and on the basic, to be a Christian is have is to be having an ongoing relationship with God Almighty, who is the Christ, who is the Holy Ghost or Holy Spirit, whomever you wish to call. Or some of you people used to say the Holy Ghost, you know, um, the Comforter. And, you know, if you have the ability to move, it's got to use to lose it. If you never walk physically, you lose the ability to do so. And, you know, it's everything in moderation. So, you know, after we've gone through this gluttonous time of Christmas, New Year's, and Thanksgiving, where we just feed our face up. Oh, I can't take another plate. I can't take... Okay, just one more. <laughs> you hear what I'm talking about, right? So, we start out from wherever we are. Me, myself, I am quite a bit overweight. I'm not morbidly obese, but I have issues of, like, high blood pressure and high cholesterol. And, and uh, because of the job that I have chosen to do which is sedentary, I've had to make some adjustments, and there's there was a way where I could uh, actually get change the job to some degree where I actually get walk and move around. So that was a good adjustment for the physical body, right? On the spiritual side, or, you know, some people say, well, spiritual is not Christian. Or, you know, when we say spiritual, we talk about the spiritual realm, the type you know, and God is a spirit. So if you speak to God, you're speaking to the origin of all who is a spirit. So, what if they get over it? <laughs> uh, a daily relationship with the Creator is when you spend time in prayer and in study. If you can acknowledge that the word, the Bible is the word of God, <coughs> excuse me, and study that on a regular basis, then you can become more acquainted with God. But something, I say but, you know, I mean, it has to do with, you also have to have, be able to have some control of your physical body, right? It's usually lose it, right? If you're unable to turn a page because you're not in good physical health, and there are some people, you know, 
were just unable to do that for whatever reason, you know, if you were like, say, paralyzed from some some sort of uh, car accident or accident of any kind or some situation from birth, like you maybe had spina bifida or, or maybe you acquired something along the way like myasthenia gravis or whatever the situation may be, you may not be able to do that. But if you are in the position to physically move your body, then that is something you should do. Like I said, it's use it or lose it. And then the other part, right? You have to feed the body. Feed, you know, you feed the spirit, you feed the mind and the spirit, and you feed the body. You feed the body with food, right? And you try to eat good food. What is good food? Well, it's really hard to nail that down considering that a lot of times food, food are foods in this country, that would be the United States, are produced for maximum profits as opposed to maximum healthiness, right? They, they're produced in such a way that they have a longer shelf life, so they're not wasted, thereby bringing maximum profits to producers. Meanwhile, that might not be the best thing for the bodies that it's going into, right? A lot of times things have preservatives, they have sugars, they have salts, and things that cause the body to contain water and cholesterols. Not the good, I mean, you have good cholesterol and bad cholesterol. And we'll go into that in more depth at another time. But um, just as a rule of thumb, it, you know, eat in moderation so that, you know, your body. I'm not trying to preach here. I'm just saying it's better to be in a position where your body is in good health than to have to be put on all kinds of medications to counteract all the kind of things that are going wrong. I know years ago, uh, I noticed a number of my friends were, who were working sedentary jobs were all getting diabetes, which meant they need to either take a medication medication for diabetes, a pill before a meal, or actual insulin with a direct, you know, uh, injection with needles for it, which is preventable um, from the standpoint of if your weight is in a safe range, and some people get diabetes based on heredity, and there's nothing they can do about it, but type 2 diabetes, type 1, type 2 diabetes. Like I said, some is hereditary and some is not. Some is based on uh, let your body go. You know, but if, you know, if you accept the gifts of life of Christ, not just eternal life, but the life of, in this day and time, and, you know, the coding of the Holy Spirit which is your body, you know, which is the house of it, you know, you need to keep the house up. So that's where the battle of the belly bones comes. That's that part of this part of that podcast. Um, there are all kinds of things you can do. I mean, on the very most basic level, if you are in a position to stand and walk, then do so, you know, even if that means standing and walking from wherever chair that you're sitting 
to your kitchen and back. You know, if it's like five or six steps a day and you add each day an extra step or whatever, you do whatever you can do. And if you're beyond that point, then you, know, you can walk. If, if And it really depends on where you're at too because if you're in a really inclined area, I would not have you step outside, slip and fall. I've fallen and I can't get up and the battery on my little beacon is not working and I'm going to die because... MC Service told me to come out here and walk. No, 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 no. I would not have you do that. What I would have you do, though, is, like I said, in moderation and with a sane and safe mind, begin to walk a little bit. Now, there's other exercises you can do outside of a gym. Um, the basics, like a push-up, and a crunch and a plank those are three exercises you can do and and a, and the fourth one is a squat those are four exercises you can do where you do not have to be a part of a gym and you do not have to have equipment just if you have basically loose fitting clothes and um, you don't even have to have a particular shoe uh, you can do this sock foot or barefoot. Like you can do a push-up, sock foot or barefoot. You can do crunches. You don't need any footwear. You just put your back on the ground. And then you lift your legs towards your belly. And then back down again. Some people would call that a reverse crunch. I, I'm, not I'm not giving you... Um, how can I put this? I don't want you to lift your back because that could live that could lead to spine injuries and damage and all kinds of things. That's why I'm saying lift your legs. But we'll go more into that later. Right? Uh, and uh, I think everybody knows how to do a push-up, but there's two basic types of push-ups. There, you know, there's what well, they used to call a sissy push-up, but I mean, the only reason you used to call it a sissy push-up is because back in the day, people would say, come on, do a regular push-up. Don't do a, a sissy push-up. Well, I mean, if you can't do a regular push-up, then you have to do a push-up where you, instead of doing a push-up where you extend, where you put yourself in the prone position, put your hands shoulder length apart, and then push your body up so that you're horizontal to the ground. A sissy push-up, which there's no shame in doing, because if you can't do a regular push-up, you can't, because it takes time. It may take some time for the muscles and the ligaments and and the tendons to adjust if you haven't done it in years and years and years and years, years like myself. And it didn't get battle of the belly bulge. Is a battle that's been going on for a while. You didn't. Get, I didn't get overweight my personal weight uh recently was around 230 pounds my ideal weight is between 175 pounds and 168 pounds when i was in the military 168 pounds was the maximum i was supposed to weigh for my height and my height is five foot six or 66 inches so it's important to kind of be aware of that and Unfortunately, sweets, which are yummy, 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 yummy to eat, are not always the best for you. 
you know, sugar can be quite toxic and cause many problems, even though we love them. But they're everywhere. You know, they add sugar to our food. And then there's carbonated sodas that have lots and lots of sugar. And before you realize, your intake of sugar becomes very, very high. And, you know, just as a nation, we're kind of addicted to sugar. So there are some different types of um, ways to go about that the food intake but let's go back to the exercise part right so I was saying there was four exercises you can do there's push-ups or sissy push-ups right you can do crunches where you lay on your back put your hands clasped behind your head but you don't want to lift your head off the ground right and then you lift you put putting your feet on the ground then you lift your knees towards your chest. Now that's going to strengthen those abdominal muscles, right? And before we go into reps and sets, we just want to do one, <laughs> okay? <clears throat> not a thousand, not 10,000 a day. We want to do just one. So if we start out with one push up, one sit up, one squat we call prisoner squats uh where you put your hands up like you're surrendering and surrendering fortunately is to join the definition of to surrender is to join the winning side so apparently if you're doing if you're raising your hands you're leaving the losing side and you're going to the winning side so you raise your hands up in the air like you're praising god and this is what we call prisoner squat right and then you try to bring your waist down as you're standing on your feet that are weight, that are uh, shoulder length apart so that your legs and your back are at a 45 degree angle as you squat down, right? And then you go down and then you go back up. You know, you can you can count down, you know, go down one, two, three, four, five, stop and hold. And then stand back up. Like I said, do one. Just you know, some of it's just for form so you can realize how to do it because there's things that need to be stretched, like I said, leg ligaments and and muscles and bones and joints. All that stuff that hasn't been used in years needs to readjust. And it takes time for the body to readjust. It will. It, body is an amazing, amazing thing. But it has to be readjusted. So what we do is we start from scratch, right? So you said four exercises. And this is at home without, you know, without having to do a whole lot of extra anything. You just start out with um, push-up. Oh, and the last one was a plank, right? The four things we're talking were push-up. Not a sit-up, but we're going to do a crunch. A sit-up is when you bring your back up to your knees, and a crunch is when you bring your knees back down to your stomach. So you do a, one, one push-up, one crunch, one plank. Now, a plank is like a push-up, except for the fact that 
it's at the top of that push-up position, right? Push-up position, you start from the ground, you push yourself up, and you come to a stop. You go down and up, and that's one. A plank, which is something that uh, is exercise that strengthens your core, is done by putting yourself at the beginning of the push-up position and just holding yourself there for 60 seconds. Not everybody can do 60 seconds. Not everybody can do 30 seconds. Not everybody can do 15 seconds. Not everybody can do 10 seconds. If you can do five seconds, that's the starting point. And five seconds is 1,001, 1,002, 1,003, 1,004, 1,005. Now, you might want to do three sets of that, but it's a starting point, right? Sets and reps, right? Sets is each revolution of an exercise. Reps are as in repetitions, right? So when someone says you want to do three sets of 10, which is a total of 30, you're going to do three sets of 10, one, you know, one push-up, two push-ups, three push-ups, four push-ups, five push-ups, six push-ups, seven push-ups, eight push-ups, nine push-ups, 10 push-ups. That would be one set of 10, right? One set of 10 repetitions, and you do three sets would be 30. But that's not where we're starting from. We're starting from just doing one. <laughs> one of each thing, just to get familiar with it, right? One set of push-ups, one set of crunches, one set of planks, a plank, and that plank we want to do for five seconds, not not no crazy time like you know people are able to do planks for an hour. But we want to just do that, you know, for core strengthening, the core muscles in your body. And then the um, prisoner squat, which is going to be good for your legs, your knees, your quadriceps. That's the muscles that are on the upper part of your leg on the front and the back of your leg is, are the hamstrings and then below the knee is the calf, right? There's, there's various different things. And then the area that's uh, above the back and below the hamstrings is the gutus minimus and the gutus maximus. Some people would call it a butt. <laughs> and then you have the lower back and you have mid back upper back and you have biceps triceps and forearms and then you have in the front of the body you have the I'm just naming this stuff off so you know you have the deltoids which is the little round muscle that sits at the edge of the shoulders right and then you have that muscle group that goes from the top of the neck in the back all the way down to the back of, to your back it's kind of a v-shape and some people would call that trapezius right and then there's those muscles that run right along the ribcage are called the intercostals so of course that's it's not an exhaustive an exhaustive um, description of all the muscles but 
it is a description so you can kind of be aware of what's going on. So that was the physical part, battle of belly bulge. Now let's go back to this Christian part, right? We're talking, you know, being in communication with Christ, being in communication with the Creator, being in communication with the Holy Spirit. That's done by prayer, and prayer is basically the being in communication with God. Uh, there's a method that I was taught in one of the churches I was in, without giving the acronym, acronym, just giving the different parts of it, you know. You praise and worship God because he is worthy of the praise. He's worthy, you know, keeps this earth at a perfect position encircling the sun. And, uh, you know, it's amazing, right? You know, everybody realizes what's the actual meaning of the rainbow. The actual meaning of the rainbow is God's promise and reminder of his promise not to flood the whole planet, right? But you got to realize God promised not to flood the whole planet, but he did not promise not to supernova the sun. Okay. <laughs> if he really didn't <coughs> like us and he was like really over us, because you know what? I am over this world. I need to create a new one. It could just supernova us. And that would take a matter of seconds and it would be over. And that would be that. But God's more merciful than that or at least he's more merciful than he's shown thus far. So, you know, you praise and worship God for who he is and what he's done, right? Praise and worship him, right? And then, uh, for, you could do that. I try to do it in like a three-minute increment. I have like a little timer on my phone that keeps me on track when I'm praying. So, I praise and worship God, and then I become still, and meditate upon silence to listen to God, right? And then the next part of the prayer would be confession. What is confession? Well, God being omnipresent, omnipotent, he sees everything we do, everything, he hears everything we say, he knows everything that crosses our mind, right? So when we do something that's contrary to the will of God, God knows it, right? You can go back to the Bible, and uh, look at different things like when Adam and Eve had done something that was not of God's liking, God asked the question, why are you covered up? Who told you you were naked? <laughs> it's not like he didn't know. It's like, okay, here's the time to fess up. Here's the opportunity to do so, right? And then... Uh, when Cain had murdered his brother Abel. And I don't know all the details of it or the motivations, but I know uh, Cain was a little PO'd, pissed off. I don't know if we could say that in a podcast, but I just did. Ah, forgive me if I did something that was off color. <laughs> but Cain had taken the life of Abel because they had both given sacrifices unto the Lord, right? Uh, Abel had given a blood sacrifice the best of his flock. And Abel had given, you know, he was he was a farmer, so he'd given a sacrifice from from the fruit of the land. And 
his sacrifice was not accepted. His brother's was accepted. And God asked him, why are you, why are you down? The wording, I don't know the exact wording. Wording is something to the effect of why are you looking down or, or you know, in other words, why are you so depressed about the situation? If you do what is right, will you not be accepted? Right? In other words, okay, so you didn't give me your best effort. Give me your best effort and I'll accept you, right? And in Cain's mind, it was like, you know what? Maybe my sacrifice was not accepted because my brother's around to give a sacrifice better than mine. So if I take him out, then the only sacrifice will be left with mine and then it'll be accepted. And that's not how it works. Because God knows what our sacrifice is and what is our best effort. So, going back, praise and worship God. Right? And then be still and know that He is God. And listen for His counsel. And then we confess before God. In other words, we agree where we were at fault against God. Because all sin is against God. And sin is to fall short of something, right? Of the goal, right? The the goal is to be perfect, but we are human beings, so obviously we can't be perfect, so we strive to do the very best we can, and when we fall short, we confess it before God, and He forgives us, right? And then, we pray for others, right? And those prayers, you know, things in your life, people in your life, they come across you, or you will come across them, excuse me, <laughs> And God lets you see certain situations or speak to certain people with people in your in in your travels as you go from point A to point B for a reason, right? Because they need to be prayed for or they need to be physically helped. You know, God might prompt you to feed this person, go feed this person, right? Or tell them about the goodness of Christ, right? But in the spiritual realm, you need to pray for them, right? You know, on earth as it is in heaven, right? If you are able to pray for it on earth, then God will grant as long as it's within the realm of his will in heaven and in, on earth, right? So you pray for somebody who's going through stuff or some people who are in rebellion. And it's very important to know that not all things are to be seen by you. In other words, you may pray for somebody and that prayer is not answered until after your death, which is sometimes hard to accept, but that, you know, and that kind of prayer is called intercessory prayer, right? So if you have problems praying for somebody, start out with, you can start out with the smaller part of your community. If you have nobody directly to pray for, Pray for your mayor. Pray for your city council people. Pray for your law enforcement. Pray for pray for you know sanitation people. Pray for the people who are you know who make your city work. You know the people who clean the water. People who you know clean you know all the different things that make order in your life and in your community. Pray for them, right? And then you can pray for. You know, you pray for your city, your county, then you can pray for your governor, and then pray for, uh, you know, your congresspeople, and, you know, your senators, and your people who are in the House of Representatives, 
and then you pray for the president and pray for all the people who are in charge on that level that God's will be done whether you like the president or not <laughs> that's not the issue the issue is that you pray for those people right? that's intercessory prayer and then after you've done your intercessory prayer then you bring your own petitions you know what you're going through you know you may want a mate you know you may want somebody to be you know someone as a helper to you in your life right god bring me the person that i need or if you don't want me to have anybody let that be so also right whatever god would have whatever would be within the will of god right and some things are in the will of god one way or the other but you have to decide for yourself and then after you brought your personal petitions then the next thing that you do is you have a prayer of thanksgiving thank you for this time to pray because there are people on this planet that are not allowed to pray to god right you have people in china that uh i'm not a muslim you know but my belief system and and i and and even though like i said i'm not a muslim but people who are muslim are in submission to god as they see god it's not for me to dispute that one way or the other. I know my Christ is my Savior. But that's not to keep me from praying for folks who have different faiths. Right? The Rohingyas in China, uh, you know, are being sent to camps and, uh, you know, for re-education in China. And then you have... Uh, what is it? I don't have the belief set. I don't have the belief system like Jehovah's Witness, but in Russia they are outlawed. <laughs> they are outlawed. You can get thrown in jail for of Jehovah's Witness in Russia. You know. So you know, to be in the United States and to be able to openly pray to God is a blessing, and we take that for granted. You know. You could be all different types of places, right? Or say like um, India, where they just passed something that says if you are a Muslim, you can't be a citizen of this country. I'm like, wow, that's some amazing stuff, right? Where you just discriminated because of your faith. So, you know, you give thanks to God that you're able to pray to God. You know, that you have food to eat. You may not even have a roof over your head, but you know what? If God is taking care of you over over this time of life, thank blessed be the name of the Lord. So there you have it. So I mean that this was the introductory I don't know, introductory or ending of the decade, right? Because we're about to go to the roaring twenties. And then obviously there's a lot of political things that are about to happen. Uh, the President of the United States is under impeachment and who knows where that goes except for God. And, uh, you know, uh, it is what it is. Let God be, you know, to God be the glory. And of course, you know, if it is not of God's liking, he'll fix it. <laughs> you know. So, that's going to be it for this uh, podcast known as Living at Christian Life and the Battle of the Belly Bulge, right? And uh, 
we'll get into more in-depth things as this podcast continues and goes on. I'm going to try to do this on a daily basis. I don't know if I'm able to or, you know, if God will allow me to, I'll do it. Um, I was talking about my physical condition. Um, something that I've been using and been understanding is a thing called uh, intermittent fasting. There's a number of different types of fasting. Sometimes you fast before God to get yourself in a more spiritual place. And then there's also physical fasting, which is, you know, is to allow your body to heal and work better because you're not constantly digesting food. But we'll get more in depth about that in future podcasts. So thank you for spending time and listening to Living That Christian Live and the Battle of the Belly Bulge with your host, DJ MC Service. Peace. Love the Lord. Keep on.